Welcome to Hashtag Complicated. This is Tracy and Danielle, where this season we will be discussing topics about the ins and outs of dating as a millennial. Winky face. Was that cringy? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to our podcast. Um, grab your wines. We already started on our wine. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about dating and having sex and when you should be having sex while you're dating yeah that's a complicated question mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like a lot of people ask them ask themselves that question like when is the right time what message am, am i going to be sending right um, yeah yeah and it can be very anxiety inducing if mm-hmm. you don't have the answers to those questions and you haven't really thought about well what am i what are my intentions here um yeah. And sometimes you can feel really insecure about actually wanting something from someone and maybe putting yourself out there in that in that way and thinking maybe that other person won't want a relationship like yeah. you do. So That's true. And it's a good thing you mentioned the intentions <clears throat> part, though. Because mm-hmm. I think when you start asking yourself, when should I have sex, it kind of boils down to what is your intention with this relationship you're going into. Right. And if you haven't really thought about your intentions, then you can't really answer the question about when is the right time to have sex. Mm-hmm. Like, you kind of need to know what do you want from it. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I think once you do have the answer to that question, you can kind of decide, like, it could be, like, on a person-to-person basis, too. Like, one person, maybe you just connect in a different way with where you just don't see it being any more than just a physical connection. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people where you'd actually, you actually feel more interested in getting to know them and their story and mm-hmm. just every little detail about them. And probably in that sense, you might want to slow down and actually get to know them before you start getting into physically intimate with them yeah that's a good thing because like sometimes you might have the the idea that right now you're not looking for anything serious like Mm -hmm. that's what you think going into the dating world and then you meet somebody and you're like holy shit Mm -hmm. maybe i want something serious now because you start having those good conversations or you know you want to see what's beyond the physical attraction Mm -hmm. and then that kind of i feel like that throws that throws you off a little bit because you didn't think that's what you wanted yeah. and now you found somebody that it's like makes you want to think about really um, analyze like when should I have sex yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. like, usually you just probably just go right into it like fuck it you know mm-hmm. and typically would you feel comfortable um, letting the other person know like you know what I want to take things slow because I actually have feelings for well, have feelings that this might lead to something more and would like it to lead to something more. Before I answer that question, that's another that's another thing, though. Like, you think you want it to be more. Mm-hmm. What if you hold out and it turns out he's a crappy person and you're like, I might as well should have gotten the D, you know, out of this <laughs> crappy situation. Yeah. But, <laughs> but um, hmm. I think it's important to communicate. No, I don't think it is important to communicate communicate with the other person um, what your intentions are so everybody's on the same page. And if you know right off the bat that you're not on the same page, then you can decide, is this something I can compromise on or is it something that I cannot compromise on? Mm-hmm. 
But that conversation what is do you mean? awkward to have. What do you mean compromise? Like, let's say you have that conversation with the other person, and they they're interested in you as well, but they don't feel the need to wait to have mm, sex. I see. Then you kind of have to think: Is this something so that I that, can compromise okay. on? So in that situation, that person does want to have sex, but they also do want to have a meaningful yeah. relationship. What do you do then? Like that's. Oh, I see. What do you do then? <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. <laughs> right? Well, God damn Well, it. you've got yourself a pickle there. <laughs> That's quite a pickle. Houston, um, we have a problem. No, yeah, I guess, yeah, you would just have to figure out if you feel comfortable enough to take that next step. Because if you do end up compromising mm-hmm. and giving in to the request, I don't know that it'll feel right for yourself yeah. to do that. And I feel like it might also set a tone in the relationship mm. going forward. Like, if this is something you compromise on, mm-hmm. and if, in fact, it meant so much to you and you compromise on it, going forward, what else are you going to compromise on? What yeah. other requests is he going to ask or she going to ask and you're going to bend over backwards and do it? Yeah. I know it's a big leap, but I think as a woman, we overthink these things. Like, yeah, yeah like, if I compromise on this... What does this say? Yeah. You know? That's very true, yeah. Because, for example, I think another example similar to this is when you go on the first date, who pays? And mm-hmm. and you think about it because you want to know what tone is that going to set for the rest of your relationship. Yeah. And it's kind of the same concept with the sex. Yeah. What tone is that going to set? Right. Yeah, definitely. And then also... I think having that conversation could also be very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, how do you suggest to, you do that? Like, say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have sex right now. Mm-hmm. And, like, you don't, you don't ever really know what the reaction's going to be. Like, is the person going to be nice about it or an understanding? Or are they going to be like, okay, then peace out and move on to the next person? Mm-hmm. And if they are understanding, is it genuine? Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like some people may take that as a challenge. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, she... she yeah, she she's just said, not putting out, so this is gonna be fun to get. Yeah, right? Like, see how long it takes for me to convince her. Oh, that's annoying. Or yeah. him. No, that's annoying. I wonder if guys ever experience this pressure. To have sex? Early? Well, like that feeling of like hmm like do they ever think about like maybe i actually want something with this girl so i don't want to have sex with her right away and like how do they think how do they go about it like do they have a conversation with the girl like yeah i wonder i wonder how that works cuz i personally never have had a man say like no i don't want to have sex with you cuz it's too early on and mm-hmm. i want to get to know you that's never happened to me that's so. never happened to me either is that like representative of the like no, the society at large. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never heard of that. Yeah. I've heard of the other way around. I feel like men are more likely to say, I'm not looking for anything serious. Mm-hmm. Let's just have sex. I do remember, actually, one of my guy friends had said the reason why he's been single for so long is because he feels like every girl just wants to have sex. Really? They don't want anything serious, and they just want to mess around. And so, I'm wondering if, like, these guys on the low-low really do want something serious, and they're not speaking up. 
because there's this like societal pressure for men to be man whores exactly yeah <laughs> it's either you're a man whore or you're not like there's or you're no a nice ground. guy or and nobody nice... and nice guys finish last and so nice guys do finish last not always i like nice guys <laughs> i like nice guys. we like nice guys but maybe I that date, should be a i date the nice guys yeah. i genuinely do date the nice guys yeah you do. i like sensitive men yeah that's my type <laughs> but that's a good question because i remember going on a date it was the first date that we had this conversation and it was an older guy so maybe that's probably what helped him to bring up the conversation of what are what are our intentions here but it was his intention wasn't the slow down i'm trying to be serious he was like you know i'm not trying to be serious and he even said he's not the type of person to look for love Mm -hmm. so he's not gonna say you know i'm gonna take slow i'm gonna take things slow because i'm looking for the person Mm -hmm. in his mind you shouldn't be looking it should just kind of happen Mm -hmm. and so he was like i'm not trying to take things slow i'm just here to have fun and if love comes about from this then it does Mm -hmm. but he's not going to take slow he's not going to take things slow with the hope that love is going to happen yeah does that make sense Mm -hmm. so he so he's definitely like going with the flow Mm -hmm. if this girl wants to have sex with me i'm not gonna say no (laughs) (laughs) he was like okay let's do it right now here here yeah yeah and yeah. if this girl makes me fall in love with her, I'm not gonna like stop myself from falling. So yeah. I guess he's just like very go with the flow. Oh. Yeah. And that's kind so of hard that's, to set so boundaries hard. with somebody who is go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Because um, at what point do you stop going with the flow and actually put like, a label on? Yeah, or like be a little bit decisive or, mm-hmm. you know, make a decision, which is the same thing as being decisive. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, going with the flow is hard. I don't... Mm -hmm. Do you suggest that people go with the flow instead of asking themselves, oh, when should we have sex? Like, should they just do it? Like, just go with the flow. I think that's just, like, different personality types. I feel like there's personality types that that are okay with that, and they don't have anxiety about, like, where is this going to go? I need to know. I need to have all the answers. Yeah. I don't know anybody like that, but, you know, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. (laughs) Like, very Mm free-spirited, and, like, they don't... They're just like, you know, whatever happens, happens, and... follow the wind. And I I personally cannot do that. Like, I I need to know, like, where is this gonna go? Yeah. And I need to feel safe enough in the relationship where I... Even if we don't have the title, quote-unquote, I still feel like that person's not gonna go and talk to somebody else that person's not gonna be having sex with anybody else like because it feels like we're having uh, a meaningful connection and Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that they're respectful of that connection and they're not doing you know shady shit yeah I can't do the go with the flow either I do overanalyze and I need to know. Like, I have anxiety. I have anxiety. My name is Danielle, and I have anxiety. Stand up with me if you have anxiety about this shit, too. Let me stand up real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I I feel like you need to talk about it. As mm-hmm. awkward as it is. And I think in this generation, people don't talk about it enough. Right. Because in this culture of, like, I know I mentioned this before, but in this culture of instant gratification and um yeah we're swiping the hookup culture the hookup culture right in this culture of the hookup 
and the instant gratification, we can't, we don't really know how to slow down and find direction and ask, what are we doing or when are we going to have sex? Mm -hmm. Because it's just so instant. We just go with the motherfucking flow. Yeah. And then, yeah, because you have instant access to other people Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. So, like, you get with one person person and then you can get with the next person within like a few days or hours even (laughs) that is true like what's the point of um holding out when you can find somebody else who doesn't want to hold out just as easily on like an app or something you know like what's the fun in that and i think like as women if you do want a relationship that's the perfect test Mm. to like see if that person really is just gonna ghost you because you didn't put out Mm -hmm. that's a pretty good indication of you don't want that man in your life yeah that is true and it's just not a good idea so yeah yeah it's a good what is it called litmus test what's up litmus test yes i don't know i don't know don't ask me okay yeah no that's definitely a good test and i my mom always i don't know if i'm gonna get this quote right but my mom says why give the milk for free no if you give the milk for the cow if you're giving the milk for free that's it you know Mm And I hate that quote, and I hate when she told me this. Because we live in a hookup culture. Like, whatever, mom. And mom, I'm not a motherfucking cow. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just say that. Like, hold up. When does cow situation happen? And I definitely don't produce milk. I don't produce milk as of now, and uh, I'm not a cow, so it does not apply to me. But as I'm getting older, I'm starting to think of that stupid quote. (laughs) And it's. I think it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. It is kind of true. Like, why would some... I mean, maybe not in all situations. Right. And so, uh, I think that's why this topic is so complicated. <laughs> because there is so many different situations out there. Like, personally, I can think back on my relationships. And some of them, when I did have sex pretty early on in the relationship, it took a very quick turn and it actually did deepen the connection and it felt like it kind of opened the doors to be more vulnerable Mm -hmm. so some in some situations it does you know like whether or not you do have sex in early on or not when the connection is there sometimes it's it's just there in the Mm -hmm. and the fact that you did have sex with the person is not going to change anything I don't know if I've had that experience. I, f- I think when you when I've had sex pretty early on, it did take a quick turn to sex with benefits, mm-hmm. to you know hit me up all hours of the night so they can come over, and there was that lack of intimacy and just straight out sex. Mm-hmm. And I I think that's what keeps my the quote keeps running in my head maybe that's what it's about Mm -hmm. and then also um i think i almost lost my train of thought um yep i think it's gone (laughs) well i have a question about what you just said how do you handle those situations where you did feel like the person was just hitting you up for sex was it something like mutual or was it something that you wanted to have a discussion about so I was young, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna just start off with that. Yeah. <laughs> Every bad decision starts off with I, I was, was young. Very young. 
Um, young and stupid. Young and stupid. And so part of me enjoyed the thrill of sex. You know, we're human beings. Most of us enjoy sex. And then the other part of me didn't know how to have that conversation um, about setting boundaries. And I think I got scared with, if I set these boundaries, are they going to leave completely? Are they going to say I'm stuck up? Are they going to judge my decision? And then especially if you had already had all this sex, and then to say we need to slow down, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't take that well. I mean, okay, that's generalizing, but I, I think it's hard for them to compute how this person who seemed so into having sex with me so often now wants me to slow down. Yeah, you know, and so I think those thoughts went through my mind: what if they judge me? What if this and this happens from that? And I think you know when I've the few times. <laughs> that I've decided let's slow down right from the beginning, I valued myself so much more. Mm-hmm. For the people who did stick around, I think they also valued me a little bit more. Um, they Because it's not common for people to do that. And I think that makes you special. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because, you know, men or people like challenges or if it's actually... Um, it's, if it's actually sexy that a woman wants to slow down. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, yeah, I think it's also a sign that you know, a sign of self control, right? And I know a lot of men who have been cheated on can appreciate a woman who has self control, mm-hmm. um, and I think that goes vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to know that your partner who's not around you this is going off another topic, I'm going off with tangent it's okay, here, go for it, but um. You want to believe that the person that you're with has the self-control to not just have sex right away with anybody. Like, yeah. you know, that they, yeah, they, they're able to have the patience to hold off. And when you're not around, they're not going to just go off and have sex with the first person, yeah. a first attractive person that comes around, you know? That is true. Yeah, I didn't so think maybe, about that, too. Because if you're just given sex right off the bat, that makes me think how often does this person do that yeah you know like mm-hmm. just sex like does this person sleep around how yeah. often do they sleep around do they have stds that's STIs? another thing <laughs> if you have sex on the first date or just early on early on how do you bring up testing yeah that's a, that's another topic but let's do it okay. how do you bring up testing i personally I have never had to bring it up because I luckily have men. I guess men are very responsible in that sense. Yeah. Um, but usually the men have always brought it up to me, okay. and they've like asked me because like, they sleep around those motherfuckers. Probably they <laughs> probably kidding. had something before yeah. or something. And luckily, I think as women, I don't know, I don't know, but I think we get at least I personally get checked pretty yeah. often. Um, yeah. and that's just for the sake of it. Like I don't even need to, but I do it anyways, just because yeah. it's so available and nowadays. The anxiety thing, <laughs> you know. And then you have like extra anxiety about things that are you shouldn't even be having anxiety yeah. about sometimes. That is true, but yeah, that's I don't think a lot of people talk about it because if you do decide to have sex on the first date, more more than likely you didn't stop to ask. Like, 
Yeah. You know, have you been checked? Oh, yeah. I, it's never, the conversation has never happened On before first... having sex. Uh, actually, now that, <laughs> now that I think about it. <laughs> well, then, these men are really responsible. But at least, but at least it happened, you know? Like, at least it was brought up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you bring that up on the first date? Do you think people should bring that up on the first date? I don't know that they should bring it up on the first date. What if they plan to have sex on the first date? That's... Well, I mean, if you're going to have sex with somebody on the first date, I would hope that you're going to use a condom. True that. So hopefully the condom doesn't break. Oh my god. I mean... I think you're giving people anxiety right (laughs) now. If the condom breaks, (laughs) girl, you might be pregnant. (laughs) Like, hopefully, if you do decide to have sex on the first date, you have the conversation, or at least use a condom. And if the condom... Hopefully the condom doesn't break. And if the condom does break, hopefully you didn't get pregnant. If you did get pregnant, hopefully you didn't get an STD. And, and, like, I feel like they're freaking out right now. I'm so sorry about her. (laughs) (laughs) These are just things that, I mean, should be considered. and In your decision-making. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely consider the spiral that you may go down if you mm. decide to do that. Mm-hmm. And should the woman carry condoms? Hmm. I think nowadays it's it wouldn't be seen as a weird thing, to okay. be honest. Yeah. I think maybe, like, back... In the olden ages. <laughs> in the olden days. <laughs> I think now we're more... We're liberal. way more liberal. Exactly, yeah. So I think women can carry condoms, and that's totally normal. And yeah. they can bust them out and be proud. And be like, whoop! I got, got I got one, babe. I got I'm responsible. One. I got you. I'm a I- woman. <laughs> I'm a woman now, not a child. <laughs> but that's awkward, though, going into the, the store and buying them. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that hella is so awkward. true. So here's the thing. If you want to know if to have sex early on, think about what it's going to be like walking down the aisle looking for a pregnancy test. <laughs> Just kidding. Or the plan B pill. Or the plan B pill. Hopefully that's in your decision making. Yeah. Because <laughs> that shit's embarrassing. But no, like, buying condoms, you should definitely, it should be like a girl's trip. Like, oh my go God. with your girls. I've never thought of that. Make it a fun occasion and have fun. Yeah. And, and if, even be, if... Feel empowered, girl. Feel yes. empowered. And even if it's to go get the pregnancy test, if the plan B, make it a girl's trip, you mm-hmm. know, like, say fuck it. Like, yeah. fuck it. Yep. And just do it. So, but back to the original topic of, um, of sex and when should you have it. I was looking at this article and they said, let's see what they said. So this Dr. Carla Manley. (laughs) Carla Manley. (laughs) That's, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, she says that when you have sex, it releases this really good hormone called oxytocin, which I kind of knew that part. Mm -hmm. But apparently oxytocin is to blame for wrecking relationships. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that took a quick turn. (laughs) So apparently. Wait, but for those who don't know what oxytocin. Is Is that how you yes. uh, pronounce it? Um, I So it's a chemical in your brain. It makes you feel really good. Um, and uh, anything so, else that you want to yeah. say about that? <laughs> so it says here, the thing about oxytocin is it makes you feel good, like she said. Um, and it can be kind of addicting. And so they're saying that if you have sex early in a relationship and you release all these good-ass oxytocin, you're always going to want some oxy. <laughs> yeah, that's you're always going to want some oxy. It's, like a it's a high. And so the relationship then gets based off wanting this high and getting this high met 
versus you know trying to get to know the partner and trying to develop like an intimate relationship it's more about everything else that you do just seems boring now you've had sex with the person all you want to do is that it's it's continue (laughs) having sex it's a high legit (laughs) having sex is a drug people (laughs) and if you ask me it's a better drug than any other drug that i know about but i think sex is the best part about being an adult <laughs> and drinking and drugs. Just kidding. Whoa. Um, just kidding. I don't do drugs. I just drink. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the article continues to say, similar to what you said, that everything um, is more boring. And it says when the sex declines. So you know, most times in relationships, sometimes it like you start off it dwindles. You know. It dwindles, right? You start off on a high, and you're just having sex, sex, sex like a rabbit, and then it dwindles. And because it dwindles at high fades, and we associate, um, it's kind of like a withdrawal. I have kind of like a, how do you say when you're, uh, uh, I can't think of the word. But, like, it's like saying, like, you have candy for, I don't know, like, a month straight. And it's the same kind of candy. You obviously get tired of it. You feel just nauseated after a while Mm -hmm. from doing or eating the same thing. Yeah. I think that's what it's, it's like similar. to have sex over and over with the same person. Yeah, And they're also saying that if the sex um, kind of dwindles, you start associating negative feelings that you had about the sex dwindling towards your partner. Okay. So you don't blame it on the sex dwindling. You blame it on your partner. My partner isn't fulfilling me enough. This relationship isn't working. I'm sad and I'm lonely. This relationship feels empty. Yeah, this re- yeah. It says that like you feel this void in no this way. relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, I wrote this article. <laughs> yeah, you feel kind of this void, and it's because the sex is dwindling, not because of the person. Mm-hmm. Versus, if you had hold off, you would have gotten to know the person, and you wouldn't. Um, be so attached to the sex part right because yeah because now you have some other factors Mm -hmm. of the relationship that you look forward to other than just having sex Sex. yeah and it says if a relationship is built upon sexuality the relationship may not last after the first six to 12 months period and i was like 12 months is a good ass time you know (laughs) damn damn that's crazy well, I get it not lasting maybe for the next six months, but like 12, 12 months? months is a, oh, That's shoot. kind of a long time. That's a revelation for me. Like, and wow. I mean, then is it worth it? You got 12 months with this person. But damn, does it, uh, now I'm wondering like, in those 12 months, are you convinced that there has been other factors in the relationship that you are attached to, but really it was just the sex? Right? Uh, maybe. It doesn't say so, but I think that's what happens. It's like, it's really just the sex, but, you know, you you think it's other things that yeah are holding you in. Damn. Yeah. So it's... Okay. Wow. See. I am amazed. Me too. It says, once the mask of infatuation is removed, you can finally kind of get to really know the person. Yeah, and um, I think that's true with or without having sex. Yeah. You, I think the first few months of the relationship or dating or whatever, um, you look at them through different lenses. It's like everything that they do is so funny and quirky and cute. And then eventually those quirks just... Dwindle. Yeah, they just don't feel... 
I don't know. They don't. They're not funny anymore. They're not cute anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you start to be bothered by little things that you didn't even knew. You didn't see before mm-hmm. because you were so. I don't know. Caught up in the oxytocin. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, how long do you think it suggests you wait? On you to guess. Oh, it actually has a suggestion. It has a suggestion on how long you should oh, wait. Oh shit! Is it three months? Because um, I've been hearing that a lot. I've been hearing that these people saying that you wait. Oh, no, that was three dates. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Spread them over three months. But it, actually, you're kind of right. It says if you wait at least three months to six months, the relationship has a stronger foundation. <laughs> has a stronger foundation. When I said I'm six months, <laughs> when I said six months, Tracy rolled her eyes. <laughs> she almost died. <laughs> Yeah, so three to six months. Could you could you wait that long? Okay. <laughs> I think that's a no, folks. Um, three months is a long time. Like, I feel like three months is when you decide whether or not that relationship is going to go anywhere, whether you feel like you might fall in love with this person if you're not, if you're not already falling in love with them. So by three months, I feel like... I don't know. That's a long time. I feel like. And at that point, you want to know if the sex is going to be good. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. You kind (laughs) of want to know. You can't wait all this time and then you finally have sex. You're like, oh shit. it sucks. Like, that would be so disappointing and sad and depressing. That's a lot of adjectives. (laughs) Sad and depressing are the same thing. Yeah, but but I just needed a third adjective. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I understand three months. But six months? Uh, mm, you might I as well call yourself friends. Months. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at six months, if we're not and having at, sex, you're in a friend point, zone. Are you, like, while you're waiting to have sex with this person, are you getting your needs met with someone else that's, like, your fuck buddy? True that. Or are you doing other things? What is sex? Like, are you holding off penetration and then mm. doing other things? This true, is confusing. True. This is complicated. It could be doing a lot of foreplay, which that That's, honestly, I feel like that makes it even worse. Yeah. Like if you're gonna hold out, don't do foreplay. To, yeah, do not. It's mm-hmm. gonna make it real hard for you. The oxytocins. Mm. Those it's motherfuckers. It's hard to stop. Once you get going, it's hard to stop. Do not do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, those oxytocins gonna fuck you up. <laughs> yeah. So, are we still talking about this article, or... Yeah, do you got another one? Um, well, if you're done with that one. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so, I found an article where it's kind of going back to what we were saying earlier about how there's a possibility that men on the low-low really do want a relationship. And this article that I found actually says that it is true. <laughs> Men really do want, on the low, low, a relationship. And so they're kind of looking at um, men and women's perspectives on hookups and being friends with benefits. And they're saying that um, most of the men, there were very few that had a positive view of hooking up and having friends with benefits Mm -hmm. and most men actually had a negative view of it really um and so i thought that was really interesting uh unfortunately the article does it's not as diverse as we would want it to be um let me see where was the 
So it was um, surveyed in a Midwestern university and most of the participants were white. There were five Latino men, 14 Asian men, um, seven African American -American men, and one Native American man. So Um, keep that in mind when you take these results in. (laughs) Yeah, definitely when you're looking up uh, research articles and stuff, definitely look up who they surveyed or who they looked at, the population. Um, But still, it raises a very interesting question that maybe men would like more out of the relationship but because you were saying earlier society kind of imposes this view on men that men should be more sexually active they should never be saying no to sex and Mm -hmm. you know the term man whore you said earlier comes up when maybe they don't want that they don't want that label maybe they actually want something meaningful and they just don't know how to go about it Mm mm-hmm or how to express their needs without um, jeopardizing their ego towards other, like how other men view their how masculinity, other men perceive masculinity. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, interesting. Two of the men were identified as homosexual and two as bisexual. In the article, yeah. So and that's, that's also, also my question too. So we're talking about having sex and when's the right time to have sex in a relationship. Does it differ if it's um a heterosexual relationship or if it's um not a heterosexual relationship? You know, mm-hmm. how does it differ? And I, I, I have no answer to that. That's just <laughs> <laughs> that's just a question for you guys to consider and maybe write to us about yeah and comment because i'm I'm curious about that like is it different for if we're in a woman and woman relationship um how versus does a man-to-man relationship or... versus a woman to man or any other gender identity mm-hmm. um, relationship how, how does that play in to it yeah man this is like this is complicated i feel like i've said this a million times I think it's just funny how society really does play a role in how we engage in our personal relationships. Yeah. It trickles down, definitely. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay, so what about the kiss, though? The kiss. Should you kiss on the first date, or...? Hmm. The kiss, I feel like kissing is so innocent compared to sex. <laughs> yeah, now that we've talked a lot about the sex and condom breaking and, and pregnancy, I mean, kissing. And the plan B bill and You're, buying condoms and all that good stuff. Can't go wrong with kissing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just go for it, you know? And at least mm. you can test out the passion there. Yeah, that's very true. I think there's a lot to be said out of that first kiss, whether... Butterfly. You, there's exactly whether there's that chemistry, um, whether you're even attracted enough to the person to even kiss them says a lot. Yeah, that is true. Does it mean something if the kiss gives you butterflies or not? <sighs> what if it gives you more than butterflies? What if it makes you tingly down there? <laughs> Because I've had two type of different experiences with first kisses. So there's one first kiss that I had where I felt I felt that shit all over. Like I wanted <laughs> I wanted to have sex with him right there and then. Right there and then you wanted to jump But you thing. know what? I didn't. Okay? I, I held out really? for a little bit. Really? Good yes, job. I know. Yeah. I had self-control. And then 
the second kiss that I'm thinking of was completely different. It was like passionate, but sweet and very endearing. And I didn't have the tingles down there, but it was very, <laughs> I can't even explain it. It was just very, a very sweet kiss. Yeah. And I thought about it for days and <sighs> I think <yeah>. for me, <laughs> I, I need to kiss on the first date. Yeah. I can't, I've had dates where we didn't kiss on the first date. And I can see how others may think, oh, that's sweet. You're going slow. And for me, it's not a matter of slow or not. It solidifies the date for me. Mm -hmm. And if we leave without kissing, I always feel awkward. I always (laughs) feel, are they interested in me or not? Mm -hmm. I'm always like, was this a friendship thing? You know, like, it just solidifies the fact that we just went on a date. Yeah. For me. Mm Mm-hmm. That is true. The last, I I remember when I went on a date and a guy didn't kiss me at the end of the date. And yeah, I had those feelings too of like, maybe he didn't like me. Or maybe he liked me enough to wait. And so I was very confused. I was very conflicted. Mm -hmm. But more so I felt like it was, he just wasn't interested enough to kiss me. And so. Yeah, I just feel like you can't go wrong with a kiss. Like, I never leave a kiss thinking, does he want more than this? Does he want to like... You know, does he want to, like, only have um, a hookup? Or, you know, I never think that after one kiss. Yeah, no, me neither. But I do think that if we don't have a kiss, I'm like, is this, what the fuck does this mean? Oh, wait, actually, I'm lying. I do I do wonder, like, after I, if it's a really good kiss. <laughs> With the tingles everywhere? <laughs> Where it tingles, at least either in my heart or down there, you know, I gotta get some kind of tingle. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, if I do get some kind of tingle, then I meet. I have those questions of like, oh, I wonder if this is actually going to work out. Are we actually going to become something? Like, damn, I really like that kiss. I really like this person. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested in getting to know them more. And yeah, I do. I do tend to overthink after a really good kiss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't. But um, I was looking at this other article, and this it was really bizarre. Like there was a study that showed that people in an ideal world mm-hmm. wanted to wait at least eight days before um, having sex. Oh, eight I dates before kissing. Sorry, eight dates before having sex. And eight I was dates. just like, uh, I'm good with the three day the three date rule. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think eight dates would be cool, though. Like, I would I would totally be into, like, doing a social experiment mm-hmm. where, like, I do... You should do it. Yeah, you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll It's a little it. late for me, but, you know, like, eight dates. <laughs> <laughs> to wait eight days. I waited four dates, so yeah. that's half the time of that, but still. That's pretty good, Four though. dates. It's one more than three. <laughs> okay, I, it's official. I'm going to try the eight date thing. Yeah. And I will come back to you guys. I'm going to find... experiment. I need to find somebody first. Um, I think you found somebody, possibly. So, I'm going to try the eight date thing. But, also though, that kissing thing... Sorry, I keep like switching topics. But, the kissing thing... How long do you kiss for? Do you do a peck or do you go all in mm. on that first date? No. I mean, well, I think that goes back again to what you want out of the first date. Because I can definitely picture somebody taking advantage of that first kiss, that 
really was meant to be a first kiss, but could be leading to more. Yeah. And, um, so, yeah, it it depends whether you want it to lead to more or whether you just want it to be a first kiss. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I... Yeah. Yeah, no, I've had, um, this one experience. I don't... I think it's only one. Um, where that first kissed kiss went a little too long we started <laughs> off in the park and ended up in the the, the the back of a car because of that first kiss so oh, you know wow. the just, back of the car like inside inside the back of the car nothing nothing like crazy too crazy happened but the kissing just just led us that way you know yeah. and so like the kiss was that good you could not stop yeah and so you know word to the wise and also i think that kiss if i know who you're talking about i think that kiss happened not at the end of the date it happened during the date right <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah so most of my first kisses have happened at the end yeah so that could have played a role too yeah so i think what we're saying is to try to have that kiss at the end of the date keys in hand (laughs) keys in hand body turning the other way ready to go after that one kiss (laughs) i remember (laughs) sometimes it could be a little awkward too after you have a kiss and Uh it is so passionate and you know you both know you want more you both know you want more but you're like leaving and it can be a little awkward. I remember I couldn't even make eye contact with this with this boy. <laughs> I kept telling you. Yeah. And uh, he almost fell off the bed. <laughs> <laughs> this kissing topic is a little much for her. <laughs> but, um, no, I remember having that intense kiss another time. Another intense kiss. And um, the phone went off and it said your Uber was here. Oh. And Wait, yours did or theirs? Mine did. And I was <laughs> At least like, it was you, not them. And I was like, God damn it, Uber. Like, really? You couldn't wait like two more minutes. <laughs> like two more motherfucking minutes. Uh, don't you see I'm in the middle of a makeout sesh? <laughs> but, I mean, might have been a good thing. You know, mm-hmm. they ended up being crazy anyways. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I think, um, do you have any more articles to tell them about? Um, well, there was another one, but I think we've, We've talked about it. Talked about most of it. Um, it mostly... Okay, so this other article mostly talks about having that conversation with them. Um, and then... Okay, so it talks about boundaries. Sorry, I'm not... I don't think we should talk about this. <laughs> All right, so we're not going to talk about... everything that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. We're just that smart. So, I think that kind of completes... Our topic about sex. Did we even like get to a solid answer? Um, no, but this quote, I'm. It says by Alan. It doesn't say his last name, but Alan says, <laughs> "I thought that there were differences between men and women and how they felt about relationships, but overall, I have found that very often they want the same thing." Hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting, especially going along with that last article where it's like, men. We think that men don't want a serious relationship but maybe they do and maybe women are just too scared to speak up about wanting a serious relationship and so they act like they just want to hook up yeah that is true and so we go down the spiral of hooking up and not saying what we want Mm -hmm. i think and not getting our needs met our emotional needs met yeah i think we should end every episode with a quote 
I like that. I like that too. Okay, so it's official. We're gonna end every <laughs> episode. We're so fucking cheesy like that. Yeah, because we're really cheesy. We're gonna end it with a quote. So I hope you guys took that quote and resonated with it. And I hope that empowers women to speak up about what they want. Yeah. Because maybe the man wants the same thing. And if they don't, then they don't deserve you. And I hope, you know, for men, you guys keep an open ear and, um, you know, just see what slowing down does for you. Yeah. Test it out. Tell me what happens. Mm-hmm.